Okay, we are live. Um, we are we are losing our minds. So we have been trying for the last I don't know twenty five minutes mm -hmm. to get Zoom to stream onto Facebook. This is Lindsay Tab. Say hi, Lindsay. Hi. Okay. So we have. We have two options for this seminar, so I need to see, are you guys even out there still listening? Did we lose you? Please send some likes your way. All right, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Do you, okay. Okay, can you hear Lindsay? We want to know if you would rather have the seminar like this, insanity, or if you would rather we just pre-record it on Zoom and then Hope play everybody it. has their cocktail. Yeah, I need it. Do you have your drinks? Tracy, do you have your tequila? Give me like a heart if you've got your tequila with Cheers. you. Yeah. What I need to know is, can you guys hear Lindsay? Are you able to hear me? I'm really, I'm talking loudly too. Yeah, and I feel like you're only seeing half your face. I am only seeing half of my face on your screen. Oh, I know, there better. we go. Yes, welcome. Okay, Tracy Lynn, you can hear her. Okay, Tracy. Apparently, this seminar is only for you. <laughs> like, you are the only one, like, checking in with us now. I did get messages, so hopefully, like, I know Lisa's out there. Hopefully, Lisa is trying to get back in with us. Um, oh, Tracy's driving. Oh, my God. Oh, Tracy, God bless you. That's so sweet, Tracy. You're the best. Yes. Okay, Tracy, please be Tracy. safe. Just saying. Okay, is anybody else out there? Is, does anybody else have any opinion of whether we should be recording our Facebook Live like this or wait till later? Hey, we got you know, we're on we're on lockdown, so yeah. it's not like going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Like little invisible high five. Let's do it. to the most insane um facebook live of all time i would like to also say insane but so much fun yes already so much fun i tell you what this is way more fun with you co-hosting than it ever was gonna be by myself girl i'm here all right always so should we get started hey lisa's here oh and she says we're silly yeah we're, we're silly we will be drunk soon <laughs> Well, let me grab my tripod. It looks like I can I go live from my phone. Yeah, I, I ran out of tequila, so I did vodka and orange juice and thought a cute cup would happen, but beautiful. Now I see that my cute cup is not going to last very well, long. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody at home. Yes. Welcome to the shit show. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're going to talk about femininity today I feel like the least feminine person in the world right now I just feel like Why? I feel like swearing like a trucker I feel like pounding a couple beers and some french fries and just you know that was my yesterday so <laughs> no judgments truly that was my yesterday that's awesome I saw um is drinking all weekend the 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 apocalypse has just destroyed my liver. Um thank god I just went through that 6 week cleanse of not drinking where I got to reset my body. But it was so funny Saturday morning I saw this meme and somebody had put out there what is your quarantine name? And it was however you're feeling right now and like um the last thing you ate out of your cupboard and I'm like I'm a tired apricot. <laughs> like that's how I felt. 
out. I'm a tired Totino pizza roll. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, y'all, so you're going to have to, like, let us know what your quarantine name is. Like, type it in for us. It's the... Oh, please do. I want to hear all about it because I can't see on the tiny little screen. Oh, my goodness. Hey, well, can you check the comments on your computer Cause on, on your Facebook page? Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, so here's your quarantine name. It's whatever you have, however you're feeling right now. And the last thing you ate out of the cupboard or the fridge. Oh, hi, Leah. Oh, we're too funny. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Oh, I'm seeing myself everywhere. This is not, no. <laughs> you're seeing yourself all the, all right, Lisa Smith is a happy apple. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So healthy, Lisa. Yes. All right. Okay, girls. So send us your quarantine name. Let's get started. So this is what... quarantine questions. Yeah, quarantine questions. Send us your questions. Come on. Yes. Everybody's going to participate. Yes, this is a Q&A. What going to do anyway? <laughs> so this was supposed to be a Q&A interactive seminar at the Keystone Conference. Um, and so I, I was asked um, at, during first event to lead a feminine comportment seminar. And uh, that cracked me up because literally I think, it, I don't know if I've shared this um, on Facebook yet, but the night that I was asked at first event, Oh, it was the night we went out. We actually, we went out for margaritas, and that's the night I took the picture of you that I had put in the newsletter. Um, then I went back to my, my girl's place, um, my bestie who lives in the North End, and we got cannolis, and I stood there with my coat on, a couple of drinks in, and I'm, like, shoving this cannoli into my mouth while she's still closing the door to her apartment. Like, we had it, like, we walked in, I threw the cannolis down, and, like, I hadn't even taken my coat off, and I just did this. And I laughed. I looked at her, and I was like, I can't believe they want me to teach the feminine comportment class. <laughs> so um, I am taking this in a different realm than uh, some of you have maybe experienced from feminine comportment before. Um, I know that feminine comportment can seem like something that you have to be a beauty queen to be feminine. You have to be dressed to the nines. Um, you have to be a little snooty or putting on airs, or maybe you have to be weak or always ask for help. Um, so we're going to fight a lot of, I feel like, feminine stereotypes today. And in the absence of being able to have this seminar at Keystone, um, Lindsay so graciously um, agreed to put herself through this, being on the computer screen, and share and co-host in this seminar. So I'm excited to have Lindsay because I am not a beauty queen. I was a tomboy. Uh, my concept of working with femininity comes from being a photographer and helping people reach like their max femininity on the screen. And I'm often working with people where I'm posing them in feminine poses and masculine poses for different things. Like sometimes I'll photograph a woman executive and I'll pose her the way I would pose a man to give her more of like a corporate edge look. Um, so my experience with femininity beyond being born, you know, as Cassandra Storm, uh, but my experience is working with people to help achieve the goals they want to achieve online. 
Um, so Lindsay, I brought her in because I am not a shopper. I am not the fashionista. I, I cannot cover some of that. And I certainly don't know the science behind it. So Lindsay, if you could please, for anyone who doesn't know you, share why your expertise are so desperately needed today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for one, having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I wish you were here in person. You know what? Maybe when they release us. <laughs> we'll actually be able to do this in person. But for anybody who doesn't know me, my name is Lindsay Tao, and I am a certified image consultant. I am also a stylist. Um, and what that really means is that I work with clients who want to marry who they are from the inside with their outside looks. Um, depending on what you're looking to accomplish depends on whether I give you a questionnaire or not. And we really deep dive about who are you, what you're looking to accomplish and how I can help you from that regard. Um, whether we talk about your body shape, whether we are discussing your face shape and your hairstyles that are going to complement your face shape, um, how to create the curves that you may or may not already have. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need padding to do it. Um, what else do I talk about? I talk about color. I love color. I have had so many courses in to discuss the undertone of your skin and what colors do you really have more of than not? Are you more warm or are you more cooler? And then we break it down further so that when you go shopping, because you know I'm all about shopping with you or for you, those are also services I offer. Um, but whether you, when you go shopping, you, you find things that you like, but you don't know, if, one, does it fit your body shape correctly? And two, how does it look on you? Um, when you, wear a particular item and you are constantly getting compliment after compliment and i love this color i love this color there's a reason behind it it's um it's very uh, what's the word i'm looking for you know when somebody is constantly complimenting you it's because subconsciously their eye is resonating your skin tone with that particular color and it complements so my job and for everybody who wants to work with me, cisgender, transgender, really don't care because everybody's got skin and everybody's got a body. Let me show you how to maximize what you currently have or, you know, minimize what you currently have. So that's what I do in a very, very comprised nutshell. Lindsay, <laughs> thank you yeah. for having me, Cassandra. Thank you so much. And I love how you talked about you know, helping people bring out onto the outside what's on the inside. So a lot of yeah. the conversation we're going to have today is about femininity. And to me, I wanted to define femininity and where we're going to be taking like this course today. I see femininity like as what Lindsay was saying, it is a state of mind, heart and yeah. soul that starts from the inside and shines outward. So you can be feminine with no makeup and ripped jeans and eating a permani sandwich like a trucker, and that's fine. Um, that's yeah. And, you know, with that in mind, I found this quote that I really loved. It says, we need women who are so strong they can be gentle, so educated they can be humble, so fierce they can be compassionate, and so passionate they can be rational, and so disciplined they can li live to be free. And that's Kafita Ramda. Um, that's an awesome quote. Guys. Yeah, Seriously? I love that. Um, that's a beautiful quote. 
Thank you. Sorry. Well, no, Sorry. I did. I did a lot of research for this seminar because I, I wanted to look at the information you're getting. And I've seen um, seminars and workshops from all my years at working at trans conferences. I've seen them on femininity and I've heard really interesting things and the way that, um, you know, cis women are observed. And a lot of the stuff I read um, was tailored like that. It was like, watch women, watch how they move, watch how they walk, mimic them. And um, there are so many things you can talk about with feminine comportment, table manners, walking, um, you know, but what I wanted to hit, I wanted to hit things I haven't seen online before, because in all honesty, um, there are ways you can blend in and ways that you stand out. And this seminar is specifically for people who <laughs> want to blend in. And um, I'm going to just put it out there right now. So I built my career up in my 20s photographing weddings. And I would sit down with brides who would say, I want this and this and this and this and this. And I would, I would stop them. And not only just from a budgetary standpoint, but from a logistical standpoint. And I would say, you can have one thing. Like you can have any one thing that you want, but you can't have everything. And so from the analogy of a wedding, because this is going to circle back, so with the analogy of a wedding, you know, you can't have a 200 plus guest list and a budget friendly wedding. Like the most expensive thing you'll do in a wedding is feed somebody. So no, like if you want, you can either have an affordable wedding or you can have a big guest list. You can have both. Or brides who wanted a big guest list and they wanted to invite everybody they knew, but they really wanted a relaxed, peaceful wedding day where they just got to hang out and have fun can't do that either. Anybody who has ever hosted a party, even just a party in their house, the more people you invite, the more you become the host and the caretaker of others. Um, so like you can't, you cannot have everything. So this seminar is designed um, to help you blend in. So there are going to be things like, well, you know, I'm six <coughs> foot nine and I want to wear high heels. You can, you're not going to blend in that way. Um, I think I don't even know if you're going to blend in at six foot nine. I know, but like, or you know what? I like big breasts and I think that I look better with giant breast forms. Um, I don't care if you are trans or a cis woman. Um, nobody is going to steal attention more than a woman with big breasts. Like mm -hmm. everybody notices the girl with the big fake boobs that walks into the bar. Like that's what that is intended to do. So today's seminar is going to say, hey, like if you want to walk around in giant breasts, go for it. Enjoy it. Love it. But if your goal is to blend in, you can't do both. Like you cannot do things on your body, dress in certain ways or act in certain ways that are going to stand you out in a crowd and then be upset when you're not blending in with that crowd. So that's what today's seminar is. My opinion is femininity starts from the inside and you do and dress and say and act however you want, period. But if you want to blend in, that's where this advice is going to be steering you today. And some of it may sound a little harsh, but in all honesty, how you walk, how you hold a glass, these are not the dead giveaways that we see. We can walk into a room and see somebody who's trying to blend in and failing like that. And so we pulled out, Lindsay and I, ideas that, you know, we're not seeing people talk about it on the internet. We're not seeing people 
um, talk about it in, in workshops and seminars at trans conferences. These are like the little things that to us automatically right off the bat, we know, um, there's, there's something wrong because your eyes always going to go to what doesn't fit the scene. So I hope that that's like a big enough disclaimer. What do you think, Lindsay? I feel like you hit some serious ground. I mean, the reality is what are you looking to accomplish? I ask every client before I even start, what is your end goal so I can help achieve it with you? Um, but you, it's exactly like what Cass said. If you want this, know that it just might not fit, fit your frame. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I would have loved big breasts too. Guess who wasn't born with them? Because it doesn't fit my frame. You know, it just, it is what it is. You have to play with your proportions. You have to be who you are and meet who you are for the right now not who you would have liked to have been when you were younger in your 20s your 30s however old you might be or wanted to be but meet who you are in the current moment that is how you are going to blend yourself in it's it's it sounds obvious but sometimes the most obvious is the hardest to see you know um, I, yes, I want to address something real quick. I see some stuff coming up. So Lauren yeah. said, it's too bad you don't seem to have live comments on, but Lauren, I can see your comment. And Lisa, you're asking if I, I'm seeing all these comments. So I don't know what else we could do, Lauren, if you have an idea, or if you didn't know that I could see your comment, I can. So feel free to send your pictures and comments, at least in this way, because we can 100% see it and interact with it. Okay, awesome. so... All right, so the one thing I wanted to start with when the spirit of femininity, when I think feminine, I think mother, mother bear. Um, And some of the tips that we're going to give and some of the observations we're going to give is going to be very antiquated, almost like a 1950s stereotype. And to me, I guess it's because my mother was born in the 50s and raised in the 60s. And these are some of the things that she instilled in me. You know, so I mean, I feel like sometimes the way we see the world is generationally old because of the generations before us that raised us that way. So in that spirit, um, I often, when I think of women and how my mother raised me to think of women, is women put other people first. They care for them. They put their thoughts and their needs, just as a mother would with a child. You know, the child comes first. So in that spirit, you know, we have been talking a lot about the fact that the Keystone Conference is canceled. Um, we, I have done several videos where leading into the video, I asked um, specifically that you guys reach out and support the vendors however you can. Um, there are a lot of people who are financially hurting, not just now from, oh my gosh, all the quarantining, the businesses being closed, et cetera, but you know, from the financial loss to Keystone as well. What I'd like to ask you today is in the spirit of femininity, reach out to your fellow sisters. Sit and think, who have I not heard from? Who do I love and care about that I haven't really heard from in a while? Reach out and make sure that they're okay. Send out some virtual hugs. Give somebody a call. Check in with them on FaceTime. Um, Just think, you know, who out there might need to hear from me right now? Um, That, to me, would be kind of the start of femininity is... You know, the idea of who can I support and who who needs me and not making it first about you. Okay, so um, second on the list, uh, Lindsay, that we wanted to talk about is how women greet each other. 
This is a big one. I will tell you right off the bat, um, there are very specific ways that women greet each other, that women enter in conversations, and that the way women have conversations with each other. Um, so, Lindsay, what are some of your experiences with this? Well, I love when people actually have eye contact with me. Um, yep. Eye contact is key. You know, women are traditionally not supposed to look at you or be submissive or dismissive or however. And eye contact is key. So look at me versus my chest or whatever's happening behind me. Show that you are paying the person the attention that is owed to them Um in any of the situation, you know, I have walked into a room and I subtly, very subtly will walk or dance around a group of people and find that little space for me to nuzzle in, if you will, to just hear the conversation. I'm not going to necessarily speak because I need to know what is the conversation so I can jump in and, you know, be on topic, whether I agree or I don't agree. I want to make sure that I am mindful and being very mindful of the situation that I'm, I'm currently in. Um, something else that I find is regardless of the interest of the conversation, if you're not interested in it, that's okay. Pretend to be because most of the time <laughs> a lot of people are interested and yeah. you just don't want to come off as rude. Mm -hmm. And I have found, you know, it's again, it goes back to being dismissed. Just because you're not necessarily agreeing with what I'm saying or you're not interested in what I'm saying doesn't mean that you have and you is not directed at anybody out here. I just I just need to make sure that we are. very. Oh, yeah. Clear. We are not specifically talking about any Nobody one person. So if you're listening to this like, oh, I know they're talking about so and so we are not no, no, <laughs> like no, we've no, been no, very no. careful in this. Sure. Because, uh, you know, this is 38 years of this is what I know and this is how I've been spoken to or spoken at. And this is, and this is what I like and this is what I don't like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, so, oh, go ahead. Keep so, going, girl. No, no, no. I was just going to say that regardless of your interest or lack thereof in a conversation, don't be rude and just walk away. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you kind of have to stick through it. That's what a lot of women do. It's like dating. How many, you don't want to hear what this person's across from the table is saying to you because you're just, you've lost interest, but don't be rude. There's yeah. a polite way and then there's a rude way. Yeah. Don't be rude. So um, women will have conversations with each other and usually those conversations start with, you know, with our first point here today, how are you? What's up in, with you? What's new in your life? You know, a woman will always check in with the other people first. Um, a lot of times a, a, a man or a very masculine force will come in and dominate. This is me. This is how I'm doing. You know, and here, let me give you some examples of what that actually feels like. Imagine you walk into a bar or restaurant and you walk up to people. Um, a woman would get up gently, um, like hug or kiss you or greet you and ask how you are. Picture on the other side a man slapping your hand, slapping behind the back, how the hell are you? Um, even if they say that, but usually, I mean, so often, so often I will get people saying, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. And I'm like, you haven't even said hello to me. And the first thing you want to do is tell me a story where you're probably the hero. Like you're trying to entertain me instead of checking in and seeing how I am. So like right off the bat, that is a huge difference between like a feminine spirit and a masculine spirit is 
how are you versus let me tell you who you are. And there's a lot of times. Well, let me tell you how you are. Yeah. 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 yeah no. I mean, and then, and then conversely, if the woman is a stronger personality, mm-hmm. um, I am a very strong personality and I have interjected in conversation with men who have come across exactly how you were talking, Cass. And now I'm a horrible person and I'm the B word and I'm the whole, oh my God, she's horrible. Don't talk to her. She's so feminine and she's so, I'm, I'm either this or I'm that. And it's not just... I'm a human being with expecting respect from you as I will give it to you. Sorry. needed to. No, I'm with you. So a lot of times, so these are some things that you'll see because I get spoken to all the time. Um, And I am barely five foot three. And so a lot of times things that a very masculine or testosterone fueled person will do is they will not only talk at me, they will lean over me and they will come way too into my space. So when you're having conversations or when you're watching conversations with people, watch how like if I were speaking to a man, there are a lot of times when I take a step back in the conversation because they have invaded aggressively into my personal space and I am uncomfortable with that. You'll also see, I mean, there's times when I am in in a conversation um, where I just stand there for 10 minutes and I don't say anything. If you, uh, yeah, if you are talking to somebody and you see them step back a little or you see that, or you notice that you are doing all the talking, um, what you are doing is you're projecting a lot of aggressive masculinity into that conversation. So just take a step back, allow that personal space, and make sure to constantly be checking in and including the person because nobody wants to be talked at, nobody wants to be lectured at. Um, Another thing, you know, when we have conversations, a woman is okay not having the end of a con- the end of a conversation, not being the last to speak. But there's most of the times when I speak with men, even if it's not in a masculine aggressive way, like even if I'm just talking to my husband, um, the man will always have to be the person who speaks last, even if they're being redundant, even if we've all said the same thing over and over again, so that they're the last person to speak, they will just repeat the same crap, you know. <laughs> I keep going to swear, and then I'm like, no, wait, it's Facebook Live. I don't want to be, like, banned on Facebook. I'm going to cheers you right now. Yes. Okay, so does this make sense to you, ladies? Like, are you kind of Anybody feeling this questions here? questions about it? Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, opinions, has this happened to you? Yeah. It wouldn't so, surprise me if it has. Very much. I'm going to look through my notes here and make sure that we're not okay. missing anything. Mm-hmm. No, I think we hit that one really well. Okay, so this is one of the reasons that I brought in Lindsay. Um, (laughs) so a bad wig. Now this is, this is one of the few things that I saw that I wanted to hit upon that I have seen some other people hit upon online. But the reason we're bringing it into this seminar is because all I've seen online is don't have a, like, don't wear a bad wig. Um, if you wear a bad wig, you will stand out, but there really didn't seem to be any support there as to what they could be doing. Like, how, do, how do you know if you have a good wig? How do you find the right wig for you? Cause what I see, I literally have a client who gave me a wig years ago who said, I buy all these cheap wigs from China. Like I'll get like a bunch of 30 at a time or like I own like a hundred wigs and I'm thinking, why, 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 yes. Why? So instead of, <laughs> instead of buying tons of wigs and again, If you want to change your hair all the time, if it's fun, if you like one day a blonde, one day a redhead, if that's your thing, 
go for it. Enjoy Ooh. it. Like, I love changing. I change my hair all the time. Um, my real hair color. Not mine. <laughs> um, and that's okay. It's true. But if you want to blend in, that is the focus of the seminar. If you want to blend in, what I would say, don't spend, I don't know, all your money buying a variety of bad wigs to test them out. Hire somebody like Lindsay or Donna. Big shout out to Donna, um, you know, Donna's hair salon who comes into Keystone every year. A wig expert. Go to a wig expert. Yeah. Invest in their time in finding the right look for you. And then put all the money that you would have spent in like 30 junk wigs and buy one fabulous wig that flatters you and helps you blend in. And again, the goal of this seminar is how to blend in, not how to go have fun at the bar and just play with a bunch of different hair colors. Like if you, you know, do it, but you're not gonna blend in. I'm gonna try to get Lindsay more on the screen. Maybe she can post pictures in the comments of Facebook because you have some actual, don't you have visual displays for us? I do. I'm in the process of moving, so oh, everything okay. <laughs> is packed up. I'm telling you, everybody, side note, my personal life is bananas, which is why I have not been on Facebook as much as I usually have been, so apologies for the lackluster of. Yes. But I will certainly post pictures. I know that I have some somewhere, um, but as far as wigs are concerned, you can see here. I'm going to move my screen a little bit. See where top of my head is I mean it's really not that difficult people I have seen wigs hold on that are about two inches off the top of your head it's not the 80s anymore I remember them very well and you just you nothing if you ever go online and you you know you look up hairstyles there are hairstyles yes you know celebrities are going to have the bigger hair because they're walking a red carpet so it photographs differently but for our everyday look we're not going to have the big hair. You need to make sure that it is sitting on your actual head and it's not two inches off the top of it. You know, your crown, I don't know. It's dependent client to client. If you still have hair or if you haven't, you know, if you don't have, wherever your natural hairline is, that's where your wig is supposed to start. That's the most important thing because I have seen individuals where their hair piece comes down a little further and now you're shortening your your brow line and there's so much opportunity to work with your eyebrows or any other um, a part of your facial pattern which is something that we can always discuss later um, but you don't want to to diminish you because you know where your hair piece exactly where the crown is you know, we can always measure that too. That's something that can be done if you don't already know how. Um, so to find a complementary hair piece, it's really based on your face shape. Um, just a quick example here. And what I do is when I work with my clients, I have them sit down in front of a mirror and I show transparencies. Um, I don't know if, any, if you can all see this. It's a square shape, it is nothing crazy, but I, my goal is to show you what your face shape is. It's one thing for me to say something and for you to believe it, but for you to actually visually see it, it's a completely different story. So I want to make sure that you see it. So the square face shape, you know, somebody who's got more angles, you want to soften your angles. So maybe add a little curvature. So your hair piece can be a longer, you know, wig, but make sure you have your, um, your, 
your cut, your if, if you choose to go with a layered piece, you know, you have the layers start at the end of your chin, just below your chin, kind of like what I do, because I do have an angle um, jawline, right? So when I have it come in like this, it automatically lends to a softer look. So that's something that you can do. Um, you So what I did was I had an angle bob. This, this, um, narrows my face a little bit. So if I don't pull my hair back, you don't see the excess that's behind my hair, right? And again, the same thing is going to ring true. If you do have a hair piece that you want more of a fuller look, make sure that you do get it cut so that there's layers, but that the first layer starts underneath your chin. So that's an option for you to wear. What you can also do is while you have the, the angles, you can have your part off to the side of your um, off the crown. That automatically draws the eye up and back, and it's it's this very simple, subtle trick, if you will, that people just don't pay attention to. Um, a side swoopy bang because somebody you know you pull it off to the side, it automatically is bringing your eye outside of the jawline your goal is to soften it right so that's just a little bit about a square face shape and again these are all things that i discuss and go really very in depth about in a consultation um and whatnot another face shape is an oblong face shape somebody that's got a longer narrower face shape right and again my goal is to have you see exactly what i'm seeing so that's why i have these transparencies um, somebody that has a angled, excuse me, a oblong face shape can easily wear a short bob. And again, it's something like this where you, you are minimizing because the goal, if I haven't, I don't believe I've already said this, but every individual, the perfect face shape is a oval face shape that lends it your face to any and all hairstyles that will always look best it's the same thing with a body shape the perfect body shape is an hourglass so that you see the femininity and the curves the same thing is applicable when it comes to the face so an oblong face shape you want to shorten it a little bit um bangs are really great they're called particular type of bang it's called a curtain bang where you have bangs that just come and I, I don't know if you can visually see what I'm doing correctly because I'm seeing cameras on camera. Oh yeah, I can see you. Can you guys see her? Hey, give it. Send us some comments. Let us know if this is working. Filming the computer yeah. screen. So difficult because I'm seeing three of me right now. <laughs> so I want to make sure that it is coming through. Um, but they're called Bardot bangs. You know, think of Bridget Bardot and how her bangs were. That is another way to offset the length of your face because you want to shorten it just a little bit, nothing crazy, but just a little bit. Um, and a short bob or a lob, which is a long bob, is something that would also um, lend volume to the side and therefore not creating such a narrow look in your face. Um, you also have the option of a short curly bob because again, you want to build volume out so as to not draw further down. So you do, we don't want to lengthen our face any more than it currently is. Yeah. Um, so 
You don't necessarily need a lot of volume on the top, but if you do, make sure that it's it's all around and all encompassing around the face. I hope that makes sense. And if anybody has questions, please, I am always here to answer whether it is on Facebook Live or if you want to send me a private message. Totally cool. Lindsay, thank you so much. I'm going to try to adjust back to where we were, I think, where we've got you and me. Um, So some of the things that you were saying really struck me as a photographer. Um, So if you see me right now, like I'm kind of messing with my hair. A lot of times I will photograph women who have a new haircut or a new hairstyle and they're not used to it. And, you know, they are constantly like, and when you were talking about, because as a photographer, I hate hair in someone's eyes. Um, I hate sometimes the big swoopy bangs just because as a photographer, and I talked about this on my Facebook live last week, like if you have, Mm -hmm. if you have all your hair blocking part of your face, it just limits what I can photograph. But when you were talking about that with the wigs, my advice for you, and this is one of the reasons why changing your hair constantly is going to make you stick out in a crowd is because we can tell when you are not used to your hairstyle, when you are not comfortable with your hair, like you're going to, like if you have swoopy bangs all of a sudden for like just that one evening and you're constantly messing with your hair, first of all, you actually could get your wig a little off course, constantly like messing with your hair, but it doesn't look natural and comfortable. And femininity is about being comfortable in your own skin. So I would say like, yeah, like those are like, if you, if something doesn't look right, if you're constantly messing with your shape, if you're constantly messing with your hair, you are going to stand out in the crowd. Absolutely. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. It's it's a very, it's a dead giveaway when you're just, because for instance, I'm fidgeting right now. I know I'm fidgeting because I've never done a Facebook live, if you will. So I, that's just my natural, but I want to make sure that it's out of my face. I want to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm paying attention. And I've, I've seen that and I'm, I'm doing my very best to sit on my hands but, um, because I want to make sure people can see this is my face shape mm-hmm. and I want to narrow it. I want to have that oval face shape because I don't have it. So I want to soften it. And it doesn't matter, again, who you are, that's the end goal. The perfect face shape is an oval. How do we play with that shape or how do we go ahead to try and make it? Jennifer Aniston, great case in point. She has a pear shape. So she is much larger from the cheeks down and still very narrow. If anybody remembers Friends, they gave her layers and layers and layers because they slimmed down her face. And again, they went ahead to accomplish the oval face shape. And that's where it it ultimately, I mean, it doesn't stem from it, but that's what the eye is the most attracted to. Mm -hmm. Symmetry. But you talked about how you're uncomfortable because this is your first time doing a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So you're uncomfortable. So you're constantly like touching your hair. And I keep doing the same thing because I'm like basically pick up the glass and we already see I'm halfway through. So exactly. But like when you are comfortable, when you don't feel like you're on the spot, when you're not doing a performance, like we're doing a performance right now, like you're not going to be messing with yourself is to think about the conversation I'm having to show what the interest and the respect that it deserves, whether I'm interested in it or not, it deserves the respect. Everybody deserves it. It's, It's about the attention. I'm just fidgeting because I could just be drinking the rest of, I don't know how much longer, but I don't think it's appropriate to just keep drinking through. 
So I would say if you all have any more questions about wigs, obviously it's a very technical thing and that's why I wanted to bring Lindsay in because I wanted to give more information online than like what I see out there because definitely you're not going to blend in if you've got a bad cheap rug on your head. Um, Thank you. So let's move on to some other reasons you may not be blending in and you're, you are always going to like, your eyes always going to go to what is wrong here. Like mm -hmm. if you ever like talk to somebody and you just see them like, kind of squint like this and they're just like, like they're trying to figure it out. So one of the things that I notice, um, because I'm a photographer, so I get very close to people, I get very close to their pictures on my computer screen, and then I'm airbrushing. Like, I'm like delving into, I know people's pores pretty well. Like, every wrinkle somebody has on their face, every gray hair. Um, somebody who is, especially not full-time um, trans, who wears body forms, wears the wig, um, pulls the skin back under the wig to give themselves kind of like a fake, like facelift. Um, look. The makeup, the pantyhose. I have clients who are able to mask their age by the decades. I mean decades. I'll be photographing somebody who looks 40 and they're 70. Um, but there's always a few things that stick out. Because though you're doing the wig and the makeup and the nice clothes and the body shape and you're doing all these things to make yourselves look younger, there are some telltale things that make you look older. Um, so I, I've mentioned this before, whiten your teeth. You can look amazing with your makeup and you smile. And when you smile and you show old stained teeth, it's a dead giveaway that something is wrong. You are making yourself stand out like that. And Lindsay, you had mentioned to me moisturizer. Yes. Yeah. Look, I understand, you know, that might not have been something that was always in your repertoire, your skincare, if you even had a skincare regimen, but there's no reason why you can't use it now. Moisturizer, it's helping retain the water in your skin to maintain the vibrancy and the youthfulness of, because we all lose collagen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's evident, you know, how I looked from three years ago to now that the collagen is being lost and therefore it's not going to get better with age. So I'd rather somebody start now than just never start because you want to retain as much water and drink water. Please mm -hmm. tell me you're all drinking water because that's, that's huge for everybody to maintain, you know, your what's the word I'm looking for, Cass? When you have so much hydration, you're not puffy, but you're diminishing a little bit of your lines. I I don't know that there's an I actual don't word. Know. That is um, what it ultimately is. I mean, I know when since I was a baby, or like my entire life, I got out mm -hmm. of the bath or the shower, like I was lotioned head to oh, toe. God. Head to toe. Oh, it was the most Dude. painful thing because, you know, as a kid, leave me alone. Oh, I don't think it bothered me. But, like, to this day, I still do that. I still put lotion head to toe. Moisturizer, to like, toe. when your skin head is wet. Toe. So, yeah, so ashy elbows, ashy knees, um, your hands, you know, these are things. Use creams. Use buttercreams. Use um, nice hand lotions and do it when your your hands are wet to help fight those signs of aging. Hey, we've got some wig questions coming in here. Let's jump back quick. All right, okay. so Lisa's taking the, the lead on answering. So um, Leah asked, should I invest in real hair? And Leah said, real hair is a pain to deal with. If you don't want to deal with it, there's good synthetic fibers. You have to set a real hair wig, condition it, etc. Um, 
And Leah's wondering about brands. So I think Lisa's got it from there. What I would say is I wouldn't invest in a real hair wig until you have found a synthetic. Um, I'm sorry. No, it, it found, found the right one for you first. Like find first you have to find the right color that's going mm-hmm. to work because they're expensive. I have so many wigs. Again, they're all packed up. I'm very sorry. But I have a lot of hair pieces. Um, I have not gone out of my way to purchase a real hair piece because it is just that expensive. So instead of, you know, buying the 30, 40, 50 wigs at whatever the price, go to somebody, go to Donna, come to me. Yeah. I'm happily available. Um, as I know Donna will be, you know, find the style that's going to work best for you. Find the color that's going to work best for you. Make sure you have those consultations because I would hate for anybody to spend that kind of money and then not be happy. Because again, I, Look, if money wasn't an option, I would say, of course, go get a real wig because the real wig is the real hair. Rather, it's going to sit on your head. How real hair sits like that just is what it is. It's not going to be. And of course, there are wonderful synthetic wigs that I do have that I wonderful and I would never know. Um, But you just have to make sure it sits low on your head because you don't need the bouffant look because it's a dead giveaway. So, Leah, I would recommend making sure you go find, you know, speak to me, speak to Donna, what's going to work best for you and your face shape, because it's an investment. And it's you for the amount of things that we've all purchased that are either sitting at the bottom of our closet, because we're doing, we're doing a cost per wear situation. You're, you're spending because of whatever your reasons to spend, but if you want to blend and you want to do it well, you have to invest in yourself. Because if you don't invest in yourself, nobody else will. So and it goes back to confidence. Sorry. No, it's okay. I love that um, because this is Q and A. This is what we wanted at Keystone. We wanted to be able to interact. Really, but I could go on a tangent, and I'm trying not to do. No, I'm going to jump us ahead, and we'll circle back because you know, like okay. I, you know, we had an agenda of things that we wanted to hit. Yeah, absolutely. In, in discussing the wig, I'm going to jump ahead to smell, because I saw Lisa type. One of the high maintenance parts of a real hair wig is that you have to wash it. And here's the thing. Um, You are washing hair for a reason. Um, You sweat. There's oil. You've got to shampoo the oil out. You've got to condition it to keep the frizz in so that it does not get over dried. One of the dead giveaways that's going to make you stand out in the crowd, and I have never seen people talk about this, and it's such a touchy subject, and please forgive me, there is a huge issue with body odor in the community. Um, and that's for a few reasons. One, um, I think that there is an, an overestimation on the ability of the deodorant some people wear. So you need to find a deodorant that is strong enough for if you are in the physical body of a man, you need a prescription deodorant strong enough for a man. Like Secret works um, for a lot of people. I was raised on Secret, but um, I know you're not going to want to run around in like an Axe deodorant and body spray. You want to find the things that are that are of a feminine scent. Um, but also, you if you are continually sweating into your wig, and then you are not airing your wig out it will smell and I and a wig is hot a wig is gonna make you sweat and especially for people who um, are wearing body forms corsets 
um, pantyhose, layers of clothing to create the feminine hourglass look that Lindsay talked about. You are wearing so many layers of clothing that um, are causing sweat and body it's odor. Natural. It, it's yeah, natural. It's natural. So don't be upset by it because it's, it's expected, but it's about maintaining. Yeah. And uh, women are very aware of smell. Like, you know, I feel like a man can, when they're young, get like a cologne and that's their cologne for the rest of their life. Women are constantly going to change scents with their sprays, with their lotions, with candles. Like you're always going to buy like a different scented candle. Like, um, so it's very common to be very aware of scent. And, you know, women were always taught that we should smell nice, but not overpowering. You know, I, you should never walk in and you can't mask um, body odor with perfume because then that's just as bad. Too much perfume, it's just, it's too strong. So this is a really, but one of the issues that this happens is, Lindsay, you and I are capable and we know that there are issues for so many people, so many hurdles to, to be able to find access to laundry. Um, Amy Lamb told me, you know, and I, I've, I've talked to Amy Lamb about this and, um, you know, back when she had her big studio, she had a, like a laundromat in her business so that people could come and wash and dry their clothing. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of people who will wear all these layers of clothing, but then will only wear their clothing for like, um, for an evening for a few hours and then think that they can come back to their hotel room or to their home and just shove that clothing into a duffel bag. You can't do that. That's like wearing your dirty, sweaty gym clothes and then just shoving them in a bag. Yeah. Um, and it I might not be as intense in smell, but that's the reality of the situation. And again, if you're investing in yourself, you have to maintain. And again, it goes back to it doesn't matter if your hair is synthetic. It doesn't matter if your hair is natural. You have to wash it at some point. You have point. to or air it air out. Air it out. Put it, you know, put it on a wig stand and let it air for however long. Febreze it. Lysol it. Breathe. Yeah. Something. What's that? All right, Lisa. I use an. Lisa says she uses an open wig stand to air out her wigs. You should wash mm -hmm. your wig frequently with a synthetic wig. This is easy. And then she's got more written there. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, this exactly. is, I mean, the instructions are on the bottles on how to take care of your wigs. Your wigs should, it either comes with a product or you pay extra for the product. So that way you have the shampoo, the leave-in conditioner, you have the comb, you have the breathable wig stand and the same thing's going to be applicable for natural hair. And I know not everybody has the ability in their home to launder their things. Um, right. schedule a Saturday night out at subs and duds with your girlfriends. Have a cocktail mm -hmm. party at the laundromat where great idea. Yeah, everybody get together, get it's some tacos. Now, but yeah. yeah, you know, make it fun. Um, so at, at at the same time, if you are somebody who you're not used to laundering women's clothing and you are now dealing with different materials, you know, it's not just t-shirts and jeans, it's sweaters, it's all different types of clothing. And a lot of our clothing, Lindsay, is like mm -hmm. the directions are lay flat to dry. So a lot of the body odor that I smell, or I should just say smell issues, is um, moldiness. And mm -hmm. I can tell that somebody was not properly airing out their clothing because they, they weren't able to put the clothing in the dryer because you're just supposed to wash and lay flat to dry. You cannot lay soaking wet clothing flat 
even though it says lay flat to dry, if you do that and you lay it like flat on a counter, it's going to get moldy because it's going to take a long time to dry. You need to air it out. Um, so sometime, uh, hold on. Yep, so Leah says one of my biggest challenges is having no privacy and doing this in private. I understand. Um, so things that you need to do, I don't know if like you could use a hair dryer to kind of get some of the air out of clothing, but if you can, sometime I'll take a selfie in my laundry room. Um, the racks that people dry clothing on are designed to air out your clothes. Um, I hang my clothes, I actually, like if I have a shirt or a top that um, I, I try to hang dry everything that I can, everything's always a hang dry, but I don't actually put my top over a hanger because the weight of my top will create, I don't know, Lindsay, if you ever get this, like little nubs in my shoulders. It like, kills me every time yes. because it damages your clothing and you really can't get that out. No, so I actually will like take my sweater and hang it over the bar of the hangers. Yeah. So if a yes, hanger is okay. like, so yeah. you can do that in the shower, you know, you just, I hang my clothes over the shower and Leah, to your point of not necessarily having the ability that in the way that Cass and I do mm -hmm. maybe you know if there is time to take everything and just put it you know in the back of the car and maybe go to the laundromat or maybe like, a dry cleaner maybe look into the maybe a dry a cleaner yeah but be careful make sure that depending on what it is that you're dry cleaning you explain to them that you need the garment hung um, not necessarily how you normally would have it, it, it on um, the hanger but like how you would have your pants hung Mm -hmm. So that way it doesn't make those little indentations because then you've totally messed up the fiber in your garment and then you might as well just throw it away. And you can hire anything out. And I know that um, pricing is always an issue, but you got to pick and choose your battles. So, yeah. you know, don't buy a ton of wigs and instead save some of that money to pay to have your clothing laundered because any laundromat... Um, will offer Hotels. to they yeah. will launder your clothing. they will launder your clothing and they will do it to your specificity so if clothing needs mm -hmm. to be air dried folded a certain way pressed a certain way they will do underwear um, you can have that hired out but I will tell you there's a lot of times when um, you may see me talking to somebody and you see me take a step back and sometimes I take a step back because that person's crowding over me and invading my personal space I take a step back because they're being aggressive in their conversation or sometimes you just you have to take a step back because of an of an odor issue and what you want when you're trying to blend in as a woman is to be welcoming to invite people and in. you don't want to be repelling people and I will never do this um, I will never do that um, and I've never been able to have these conversations with people one-on-one -on -one because it's so touchy I have asked other vendors um, have you noticed that this is an issue and nobody talks about it? And the one the one thing I always promise is I'm going to be honest with you and I am willing to say the things even though it's tricky and even though it's not brutal. It's, it's brutal. brutal. It's not sexy. Um, yeah. If you want to blend in as a woman, you have to control the odor you're giving off. That's, it's that simple. All right, we see some more stuff in coming in. Um, Leah, your privacy. Okay, good idea. We'll wash my femme things next time a couple hours alone watching the hockey game. Perfect. Yep, and hang, Best hang, time. hang your stuff to dry. Time. Yeah. What did you when say? When is on TV, when any sport is back on TV. Oh, yeah, back on TV. Mm-hmm. Good, Leah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, okay, and so. I, I know we were talking about from a body odor perspective, but I don't know, maybe do you want to speak about 
um, uh, what do you call it? Bad breath. I I think all you have to say is bad breath. Bad breath. Bad breath. Um, you, you know what? A, bad breath. I don't know if anybody's an Office fan out there, but I love the episode where Michael's reading the suggestion box, and they're like, "Yo, you stand too close to us with your coffee breath." Again, it's a feminine spirit will always be aware because we are we were raised to be on tiptoe. Am I being polite enough? Uh, Yes, we are, and we're we're self critical. We were criticized um, by you know our mothers. We were always told you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong. Um, there was always somebody telling us how to be better, and that's how we that's how we approach these things. And so, I mean, it's some of it's sexist, and some of it's a stereotype, and some of it's not fair. It is what it freaking is. This seminar is called mm-hmm. How to Blend In as a Woman. A woman will not be obvious about using breath mints. Um, it won't be hey, like who wants one of these? Jingle jingle jingle. Oh, like, I think you need this. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, but a woman will always have mints in her purse and discreetly after eating, have, after having coffee. I like I, I have I have coffee dates with clients all the time. I client I meet people for coffee all the time. As soon as my coffee is done, I always make sure when I'm drinking my coffee that I'm standing far away. I'm sitting at the other end of a table. I do not go in and close talk when I'm drinking coffee. And as soon as it's done, breath mint goes in the mouth. Boom. Okay, so let's um, let me look. We have gone all over the place. Um, I was going to say we did a pretty yes. All right, so we've got some more to hit in here. Um, since we we're talking about laundry, should we talk about undergarments, bra straps, cleavage? Hide them. <laughs> That's Lindsay's answer. Hide all of them. Um, why? Why does it have to be out? So, um, a lot about femininity is inner confidence. We're you, you're not having to prove anything to anyone. And usually, um, when we, when Lindsay and I speak of femininity, we speak of a feminine maturity. So, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients. I know that when you are not able to express yourself in a feminine spirit through puberty and through your teenage years, you long for that. You wanted to be dressing in the short skirt and to show off the perky boobs and the cute outfits that teenagers wear. And again, this seminar, what have we been saying? Do anything you want, but if you wanna blend in, here's the rule, you gotta dress for your age, period. People will notice a 40-year-old woman who dresses like she's 16, period, end of story. Period in the story, right? You're just so uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's uncomfortable of a subject, or it's uncomfortable it's, to look at. No, it's just it's uncomfortable to see because yeah. you just because you brought yourself attention, but it's not positive attention. No, so I don't understand not. what attention are you trying to bring exactly? Again, it goes back to what are you looking to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And when you are wearing garments that are ill-fitted, or just you can see they're like three sizes too big because you don't have to be a transgender woman. I have worked with so many cisgender women who say that they are this size. And I want to know where did you, what mirror told you that? Mm-hmm. Where did you get it? Cause I, I, a lot of people as an overall don't understand their body shape. Oh, so um, you can go to Victoria's secret. Like you can go to a store or something like Lindsay, will you fit people? Like do you measure and fit people? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's an actual service. So if you don't know that you can actually go get fitted for the right bra. Like that was always the big thing when we were like growing up was like going to Victoria's Secret. 
I haven't necessarily fit four bras. I mean, I can do, you know, circumference of head, the arm, the shoulder, the, the arm, excuse me, the shoulder, the elbow, the hand, you know, how long, you know, the rib cage, the waist, the legs, you know, I can do those kinds of measurements, but I've never specifically said, oh, you're going to be a 36 But any woman's like high end department store that has a woman's underwear department attendant, specifically, you need an attendant in that section. They are trained specifically in that. Totally do that. Totally do that. Uh And you Uh and and your as you age and your body shape changes, your bra is going to change. If you gain or lose a little weight, you will gain or lose a little around the um, bra strap, around the the bra strap line. So you know your bra may change then. Um, yeah, so definitely go and get fitted in bras and try to find clothing. Okay, so this is the tip I wanted to hit. Um, a lot of times, and this is totally me because I hate shopping. I buy clothes at the last minute to fit in need. Um, so I photographed a very big gala event um, a few months ago. I, nobody would know this person, but I'm just trying to be very, I, I would never want this person to see this and be embarrassed. This was a very, very expensive event. And my client wore a stunning Angelina style gorgeous gown. Oh. And her gown, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. And they spent tens of thousands of dollars to throw this event. So the gown, and she lost weight. I mean, she did She did everything she could to look good. The gown had a neckline that was a square. I don't know how much you guys can see because all I see are comments on the screen. But she had a square neckline, but her bra cap was round. And here's the thing when we buy clothing is a lot of times we stand in front of the mirror perfectly. And we kind of stand still, we go to the side, we suck in our stomach, but clothing will wear differently as you move through the day. So just because something fits you well when you try it on doesn't mean it works well as you're moving. Do you need to talk? I need to to excuse myself for all of 30 seconds. I am so sorry and so embarrassed that I have to do this. I will be back in 10 seconds. Oh, go. You're fine. Go. You're telling your story. Yeah, I'm going to tell my story. So what happened is, and I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this, um, sometimes your bra is going to start sticking out of your shirt, depending on where the bra is cut and where the shirt is cut. So my client, um, whenever I saw her in the evening and reminded her, she was doing this. She was grabbing her dress and hiking it up. Um, that was that was fine. Uh, what she did is she took a very expensive gown, a very expensive look, and a very expensive evening, and she made it trashy and tacky because that is not something a sophisticated woman would do. A sophisticated woman will not have her bra stick out of her clothing like that. Now, for me, luckily, um, as her photographer, and I did not like that I had to do this, um, she had a straight... um, cut for her neckline. So it was very easy for me to Photoshop her cleavage out of the pictures. However, um, it was in, it, it was her personal interaction with everybody. Everybody she talked to saw her bra sticking out of her clothing. 
So what you want to do, and I will tell you like it's happened to me, like I just did my first consignment with Alexandria of my girlfriend's wardrobe. For the first time ever, I've never done this before, I took clothes in to be consigned because I had bought clothing like camis and beautiful sleeveless blouses that I really only wore once or twice because when I bought them, they looked fine and they looked great. But as I wore them through the day, they would like kind of open up and I was showing more cleavage than I was comfortable with. And so like, so my breasts were showing, my bra was showing, and that is not something, that's something that catches people eye. People are going to say, oh, God, look at her bra, and it's not in a good way. They're going to say, look at all that cleavage, and not in a good way. So if you're trying to blend in, these are things that you kind of want to watch for. Um, okay, so undergarments, you want to make sure that you keep them under the clothing. Skirts, yes, yeah, skirts that are too short will stand out. Um, not a lot of women have leg confidence unless they're really young and, like, 20 years old to show off the legs. So can I interject on leg confidence? Yes, please. Fun fact, if you don't already know, ladies, the easiest dead giveaway to tell somebody's age is through your hands and through your kneecaps, because those are the two things you can't Botox. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. um, so be mindful of how much you really want to show. The other thing that I want to make sure everybody is aware is that it doesn't matter how tall or how short you might be. It Be mindful of where your skirt stops because I have seen skirts that I am shocked that you could, I, I would never let my child out of the house with a skirt that short. Mm -hmm. um, the best way to measure the length of a skirt to know if it's appropriate on you is your, the tip of your finger. When you have your hands at your side, Wherever the tip of your finger lands, that's as short as you should go. Maybe if you want to go a half an inch, quarter of an inch shorter, okay. However, the best length for you is when, again, you have your arms at the side and wherever the tip is on the longest, that is your shortest. So those are your fun facts. Yes. Botox, you can't do it on your knees yet. And then the tip of your, your skirt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm actually, I'm going back through um, some of our notes because yeah. we jumped around a little bit. So one of the tips that I forgot to mention earlier when I talked about sweat and body odor and people sweating, I've especially I've seen clients drenched in sweat from their wigs. If this is an issue that you have, you can buy travel-sized um, oil absorbing pieces of paper like Neutrogena <laughs> makes them and you literally it shouldn't really take off your makeup but you can excuse yourself no. go to the restroom and you just put this like oil absorbing paper along your skin and it's a lot like the material in a toilet seat cover and I actually once saw Courtney Cox say on an interview that when she goes to the bathroom and she sits on the toilet she takes the toilet seat cover the part that's shaped like the face she rips it out and she puts it on her face to just like absorb any I guess she has really oily skin so, um, but you don't tip and trick. Yes, you. That's from a, that's a Courtney Cox tip. But you can actually buy them. You don't have to use the nasty ones from the restroom. But you can buy a little travel pack of um, oil absorbing pieces of paper that you stick in your purse that will help kind of wipe that oil away. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, I think we've hit um, so many of the things that we wanted to talk about. Real quick, does anybody else have any questions for us? And Lisa, I see that you sent me a message. Um, but I, 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 there's no way that I can access it at this point, so I'm sorry. But if you, does anybody have any questions that they want to flash up on the screen? And I know there's a few seconds delay in here. Um, Lindsay, can you think of anything else that you want to share? 
Um, high heels. Let's yep. talk about that for a minute. Okay. Unless we're done, I don't know. Go for but, it. Let's hit the heels. So high heels. If you haven't, if you're not well versed in wearing them, they're called kitten heels for a reason. They're trainers. Um, and so start that way. But if you are the average uh, female is about five foot four. So sometimes women will wear three inches. Sometimes they'll wear six inches. Sometimes they'll have a platform. It's really dependent on your personal choice, but please make sure you know how to wear your heels first. You throw your shoulders back, you throw your hips forward. I know that there were several gyms in Manhattan at, at a, a long time ago, at least that were offering classes on how to walk in heels. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know if it was a planet fitness that was doing it, but I remember thinking, Oh, you mean to tell me that there's a class on how to wear high heels? Because I mean, you, it's not like you were born wearing heels, so it makes the most sense. Um, but you also don't want to be awkward in them because that's another dead giveaway, but also be mindful. You don't need to wear the stripper shoe because that's a, that's a giveaway. I don't care who you are. If you're wearing a stripper shoe, I need to know why you're wearing such a high heel like that. Is it to prove something that you know how to wear the heels? What is, what's going on here? And it's more of a rhetorical question than anything, honestly. Um, but even if you are tall, if you're six foot, six foot two, that doesn't matter. You can still wear a high heel, but at least the, the, what's going to separate you from somebody else who is the same height is your confidence. If you rock it, you're fine. Yeah. But if you are a little clumsy and you're not really certain how or are you doing it well, it's a dead giveaway. So you can wear your high heels. Um, but again, if you're six foot eight and wearing high heels, be mindful that you are going to just draw attention because you're six foot eight and then you're adding five inches on top of. Mm -hmm. But every female wears a heel that is comfortable for them. And I also have a lot of clients that just don't wear heels because of years of really bad feet from either having worn heels or, you know, issues with their, their feet as an overall. So it is up to you. It doesn't take away femininity. If you don't wear a high heel, there are really, really cute flats out there that I wear all the time. Yep. I would say, um, so wait, hold on. We do have, uh, somebody came in and said they, Eddie, you arrived late. Can you watch a full presentation? Yes. So as soon as we end this, you'll be able to watch it from the beginning. You may even be able to watch it from the beginning now if you rewind, but this is going to be saved on the Facebook page. Um, so what I would say with heels is when you think, when I think femininity, I think the goals, what's the goal. And when I think femininity, I would, I would want people to think of me as sophisticated and mature. So if you look around a wedding, um, will the sophisticated mother or grandmother kick off their heels to because they've worn shoes that are not comfortable and they want to dance and they'll dance barefoot? No. But will the teenager who bought uncomfortable shoes that were too high, she didn't wake, break them in, she didn't um, get used to them, she's not used to them, will then kick off the heels and run around a ballroom barefoot? Yes. So to me, um, whatever heel you wear, make sure that you're breaking them in. You can wear them around your hall. If you can, wear them, break them in. I have had shoes that have been very uncomfortable, and the more I've worn them, some they've become like my favorite shoes, but it takes time to break in a heel. And if it doesn't feel right, I know you can take water, 
fill it in a Ziploc bag, put the Ziploc bag in your shoe, put your shoe in the freezer, and as the water expands, it will expand and stretch your shoe so that it will make your shoe uncomfortable, like more comfortable for you. I know you don't wanna like scratch up your heels, but if you are going to wear a pair of heels, be sure that you, you have the ability to last them through the evening. And I will give an example. I have a pair of heels where I love, that I love. I know I have a four hour max in them because this heel, I have apparently, I never knew this was a genetic thing in my family. I thought it was just me that I couldn't wear heels. I have a very narrow back of my heel. So I pop out of heels. Like it's like, oh really? Yeah. So um, I, a lot of times I have to have heels that have a strap that secure me in the heel. What that means is one of the things that I'll do if I am wearing a shoe and I need a break from my foot in the heel position and I'm sitting at dinner, I'll pop my foot out of the shoe at dinner under the table. Nobody knows I'm not running around a restaurant or a ballroom um, barefoot, but at, you know, at a table, I might pop my foot out, just my heel, so that I don't have to stumble around later and try to find the shoe to put back on, like my toes will still be in the shoe, but I'm giving my foot a break. One of my pairs of heels, that's a very high heel, I strap into, I can't give myself that break and that release, I, ha I max it out at four hours. So actually what I do when I drive in the car, um, when I'm going somewhere, I don't have those heels on. I have another pair of shoes on, and as soon as I get to my event, I put the heels on because I love them, and I know I'm going to be in my event for three or four hours max. I get back to the car. I change my shoes. You always have a second pair, ladies. Yes. Always. So if you are going to something like, like I see this at the gala all the time. Like I feel like 70% of the people at the gala at Keystone are running around barefoot at some point in the evening. Have a second pair of flats. Just, you know, you're going to kick out of your heel. I promise you it is more sophisticated to run around in flats once everybody's schnockered anyway than to be running around barefoot. And I'm just uncomfortable. I don't know if it's a germ thing. It's, just, it's a hygiene I, thing. Yeah, I don't so, think it's a good idea to run around barefoot where everybody has worn their shoes all over the place. So... All right, all right, we've got a question. Thank you, Leah. I love how interactive this is. Are there certain heel styles that make your feet seem larger or smaller? I am a size 13 women's. So heel styles. Well, to, oh, good. that's a really good question, Leah. Yeah. Um, there's no specific style. Um, of course, black is a wonderful, forgiving color. 99% of my wardrobe is black um, because you just, it's the absence of. Or another good trick is to find a nude pump or, or any shoe that is going to blend beautifully with your skin tone. There are designers that make a nude shoe that is more yellow or there's a lot more pink in it. Um, and it's really just, it's, you have to research, unfortunately, because that it is hard to come across, but don't settle whatever you do. Cause once you find the right nude for you, your foot, it just blends in. Nobody knows how big or how small your foot really is. Um, for anybody that, you know, does have a larger foot, I would always tell you slingbacks. Slingbacks are a very forgiving shoe just because it allows for your foot to expand um, and it doesn't mean that your foot or your heel is going to hang off. It just, it just, it's more comfortable for your foot as an overall. Mm -hmm. um, but to hide the, the, of course, the higher you go, the more leg, it, it, it looks like you have more leg. So the top of your foot is called a vamp. And if your vamp is sitting high up, 
um, of course, it looks and it's going to elongate your leg. But be mindful of your height. If you're 5'8", that's a different scenario. But if you're 6'8", that's a whole different ballgame, and that's not what I would recommend. I would say, one, um, do know that you can buy heels in wide. And there are brands that are built for comfort, like, forgive me, I don't know if they have sexy shoes, but Born, B-O-R-N. Like, I used to buy my work shoes that were heels and Borns because I could walk in them all day. Like, they have extra comfort to them. Um, As a photographer, I can tell you, if you don't want people to look at your feet, do not make your shoe the accent of your wardrobe. So if, yeah. you, if you don't want that to be noticed, like Lindsay said, wear black, wear nude, wear something that's nude sophisticated. Nude is going to be a very forgiving color because mm-hmm. it blends in with your skin tone. Or whatever your skin tone is. But I didn't pack away yet, so hold on. All right, she's going to go get shoes. So yeah, I would tell you, like, I've seen, um, you know, big white go-go boots that are, like, plastic leather pleather with big chunky heels your eyes gonna go there so if you don't want your foot to be the emphasis of the outfit if you don't want people to look like how wow that person has really big feet don't make that you know if you are smaller up top wear a brightly colored top where make you know go for the fabulous earrings there are so many ways that you can have accents in your wardrobe and i tell people that all the time all right so we didn't actually talk about this i've talked about this in my photography seminars pick a thing like pick one or two things that you really want to pop in your wardrobe and let everything else be muted you cannot be statement hair statement earrings statement necklace statement top statement um, bracelet, statement pants, statement shoes. I saw this woman once when I was in college and I swear to God, she had on like cheetah print, bright cheetah print pants, bright pink top, faux white fur around the collar and like three other, yeah, she had like three other wild trends. It was like she went through a magazine and saw whatever the obnoxious trends were for spring for and fall and summer and winter and combined them all in one outfit. And you were just like, girl, pick a lane. (laughs) You know, so I love, I love statement jewelry, statement earrings. Since the fourth grade, I have worn I have worn ginormous earrings, and this was actually by your a gem who was going to be one of the vendors at Keystone. Um, but if you see, I don't have a necklace on, although I could wear something small with this. I have a black top. I have a plain shirt. My entire outfit is not rainbow, but my earrings are. So um, whatever you want to de-emphasize, wear in natural colors and don't put with a lot of flair. And if you want to distract from away from the foot, have a fantastic bracelet that you're just like waving around. Like that's a really great way to kind of pull the attention away. If you have big hands and you don't want the attention on your hands, don't wear six rings and big bracelets and bright red long fingernails because then that's just going to draw the eye like as a photographer I can tell you your eye will go to red first it will go to whatever's brightest um that is what is going to happen when you are looking at like something like a photo or someone you have shoes right did you have shoes you wanted to show I do so okay so I got this pair from the walking cradles can you all see this? Hold on. I'm going to make you more the focus on the screen. You see? Walking cradles. Okay. Yep. yep. I just wanted to make sure everybody saw that. So I have this sling back, right? It's a kitten heel. It's... What is a kitten heel? A kitten heel is a short, small heel. It's Okay. So a kitten heel, it's a trainer heel. 
That's okay. why it's called kitten, right? So, and fun fact, this is many, many years of being in the industry. This part from this knuckle down is going to be roughly one inch. So if you ever want to measure how many inches in a heel that you're wearing, you measure it this way. You don't measure the heel cap. Don't bother with that. I and mean, you could, but meh, it does, there's no real reason for it. But you can then see, and I'm just going to do it a little funky. This is about a two and a half inch heel. Okay. So be, fun. Yeah. So it's a two and a half inch heel. So, well, I can tell you, like, I wear heels like that all the time. So if you guys are thinking that, you know, the goal is always to get as high as possible and I'm 5'3", so I can get away with a six inch heel. Yeah. I wore six inch heels when I was in college. I do not do that now. Yeah, no, those can, yeah, but that was my maturity and and sophistication. I'm like, ooh, I'm grown up. I get to wear high heels. Um, Now I want to be comfortable. I don't want to have to walk around barefoot because my shoes hurt and like they hurt my feet. And the higher you go, the more damage on your foot because 80, no, 90% of your body weight is on the ball of your foot the higher you go. So, even though you might think that wearing a higher heel is more feminine, it is the most painful thing you could ever do to yourself. Take it from somebody who has been in that industry for ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have, I have destroyed my feet, but now my feet are used to heels because I have done so much damage to it. And I'm not suggesting anybody do what I did, but I've also been in the fashion world for over 15 years. So don't do what I did. All right, back to the heel. Wait, no, hold on. Oh, Lindsay, you got to yeah. wrap up. We're about to lose power on oh, my phone. So, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I did sure? the heel down. Did you, did you have any more tips you wanted to give on the heel real quick? Because I know you could go no, on for like an hour. Know, I, I could do this all day. So a sling back is going to be more comfortable because it allows your foot to move. If you also want to break it in, do exactly what Cass said regarding with the water. But you could also wear a very heavy, heavy sock and break it in inside your home and just keep wearing it and wearing it and wearing it that will help as well of course you can take it to a cobbler let them professionally stretch it you can get Ooh. actual um, shoe stretch spray and douse your shoe in this spray and then you can wear it and let it just mold to your foot you could just be watching tv while you have your shoes on it doesn't matter but there are a variety of ways to do it you can never stretch length so if your length is already jacked up and it hurts you in length, forget it. You can always stretch width. You can't stretch length. Okay, and at that, we're going to have to cut you. And Lindsay actually is a professional cobbler. Like, she went to school, and she can actually make shoes. Like, she's made her own heels. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, so I'm sorry, guys. So old, but I made it. It's old, but I made it. Okay. Oh, um, Leah says, love you both. You're fabulous. Thank you so much. Lisa, wonderful video. You work well together. Kat, you girls rock. Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, ladies. So I see some people. Hi. hi. I see some people are coming in at the end. You can rewatch this from the beginning. We had an issue where we couldn't get the Zoom to go on Facebook Live, mostly because the internet is getting crashed right now around the world. Um, So here's the deal, though. Because we were frantically trying to get up on Facebook Live, I did it for my phone. I forgot to plug my phone in, and my phone has now given me the warning. It's about to die. So I need to end this. 
um, so that it can be saved and like it doesn't get screwed up. So at that, so sorry if um, I know there was actually, we had some more information to share. We should do these seminars all the time. You can work. Yeah, this is, sure. yeah you can work with Lindsay Taub. She is an image consultant. She can work with you one-on-one -on -one just like this with the computer. I'm, yeah. um, I'm Cassandra Storm. You can work with me. Um, I can consult with you. I would love to be working with people one-on-one -on -one right now over the computer while we're isolated to improve your selfies, to improve mm -hmm. um, your pictures. I can do femme consulting in the style of feminine that I am. So, you know, anybody who wants to do feminine consulting like this, where I will share some of the brutal, honest things that you may not see online, um, I am happy to. Hi, Joanne. It's nice to see you. <laughs> um, Hi, Joanne. So, Joanne, when you watch the beginning of this video, you'll see why this seminar ended up like this. Um, but yeah, so Lindsay and I are here for you just because we're quarantined just because we're all isolated doesn't mean that we can't be working with you over the phone over the computer just like this reach out to us. We both have consulting packages where we can help you one on one. We love you so much. Thank you for bearing love with us. I have no idea how long we've been doing this. Oh, yeah. Um, so did I. So Tracy, I know you were driving. I hope you got home in time um, to have your tequila with us. Cheers, my friend. We did. We finished our drinks in this video. We love you all. Yes, our next video is Friday at 2. At 2 o'clock this Friday, we've got the Meet My Feminine Heart team. More than. Ciao, guys. Bye.